When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everybody? This is Catfish on Ice, milestone episode, Rich. It is episode 200. Who would have ever thought? We got the two in front now. We have moved out of the 100s. And Rich, a little bit of a quick trivia question. When did we record episode 100? Would you even know when to guess when that was? When we recorded episode 100, how long ago that was? I don't remember... But I know we had all of our favorite people on. Yes, it was the listener appreciation. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do awesome. remember that. But it I don't seems remember like was. it seems like it wasn't that long ago, January twenty second or January twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. Wow, wow, that's, that's doesn't that's seem good. like we're literally coming up on two years ago. Yeah, almost two years. Wow. When we did that. And it doesn't seem like the animal. A lot of those uh, listener appreciation friends, we're still friends Mm -hmm. with those same people now. And they still join the episodes all the time. So if we get to see them tonight, we will say hello. Yes, it's episode 200. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners who have been sticking with us through all of these episodes. We truly love bringing this podcast to you. It is is a passion of ours. We uh, we have jobs outside of this, but we love talking Predators hockey with all of our friends. We love getting on here and doing this podcast with you. Uh, Rich, how you doing, man? How's you, how's the last uh, last few weeks been for you? Getting ready for uh, the Preds regular season to begin here very shortly. It's been pretty good. Um, weather's cooling off a little bit, so that's good. There's hockey back on, so I'm able to watch some hockey. Um, yes. I went to the... Um, my daughter goes to Eastern Kentucky University, and they had their home opener hockey game. I saw that. I saw you share some of the pictures. How was that, man? It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was really cool. They beat – I don't even remember who they were playing, but they beat them 7-2. to two. Um, There was a big fight at the end, college kids fighting. Um, mm. It was interesting. It was it was fun. The The bad part, it was it, uh, was at midnight. <laughs> the game was at midnight. And it wasn't over till like three in the morning. Predators just scored a goal. Predators just scored. I missed the goal. Tommy Novak. Have to wait for the replay. Looks like our guy Tommy Novak gets the go. Predators on the board. First of all, really, really solid home crowd here for this preseason oh, yeah. game. I got, I got to show a lot of love to the Smashville yep. fans for, for sure. showing up on a Wednesday Ooh. night no less for this preseason game. I the crowd looks really into it. Good job. I know they're feeding off that energy and what a wrister. Yeah. By Novak. <clears throat> that was crazy. He had a good That is a, good a crazy that is a crazy accurate shot that Novak just showed off from outside the circle. Good for Quick him. Quick wrister. Right top shelf. Preds on the board, just their third goal of the preseason. That's what I was getting ready to say. 
Well, hey, let, let's not let's not get let's not uh, let's not get too over dramatic about it. It's 11, not a big deal. Yeah, eleven goals scored on them, and mm. they've scored three. Hmm. Although I will say, and we're gonna get more into it. We're watching right now. It's third period. Preds and Lightning in preseason game number three for the Predators, which honestly, it feels more like their first real preseason game because yeah. the doubleheader against the Panthers, although they do count as preseason games, they're split rosters, so you're not yep. really trotting out your your full team, and it, it just feels different. This actually yeah. feels like a dress rehearsal, real preseason game. Yeah, and so yeah. You're, you're looking for it. You're, you're seeing your A squad out there for the Predators. You're seeing what Andrew Burnett, how he's feeling about line combinations right now. He could obviously change those as the preseason moves along and stuff, but you're at least you're getting an idea of how he feels right now about the line combinations. And just got to say, I'm pretty, the big thing was pretty interested to see how the first line looked in this preseason game. And he sticks Dennis Garionov up there with Ryan O'Reilly and Forsberg. Mm -hmm. I did not expect that. Mm Mm-mm. That's probably not gonna stick, but whatever. They've got a, a, a Skarov is in there. Yes, so that's cool. Well, you know, I will say though, I think that that top line winger spot is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We know it's gonna. We know it's gonna be Forsberg and O'Reilly. Yeah, we don't. We don't mm-hmm. know who's gonna slot in at that on that on that other wing for opening night. Yeah. I think. I think Andrew Burnett is is trying to figure that out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. There, that's pretty interesting. It was, yeah. It's uh, Forsberg has, has had some good looks tonight. Um, he has, he's he's, he's missed uh, like five or six pretty good looks, but um, he Which, hadn't played hockey in a while, so it, yeah, I was about to say that's to be expected. The guy's yeah. been out, this is his first live hockey game action mm-hmm. since February 11th. Yeah, that's a long time, that is a long time. He, you can do all the practice. You can do all your practices. You can you can simulate things in practices. You can mm-hmm. do the, all the scrimmages you want. I'm sure he's been staying fresh and getting getting his body ready. But this is his. It, t- the timing is going to be off. The accuracy on his shots going to be off a little bit. And we've seen that he's had looks oh, yeah. tonight. Oh yeah. One thing I'm Good noticing looks. that's really different in Andrew Burnett's system, and it, it's it's been advertised just as this, and it's been very clear that the Predators are going to be a team that that really emphasizes getting the puck up ice as quick as possible. Yes, I've noticed that as well. And it's 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 worked pretty well tonight so far, it looked like. Um there's, you know, been a couple of, you know, miscommunications, but um yeah, they're definitely it's picked the speed up for sure. So that's 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 encouraging. I like that. Yes. And so Good on that goal that the Predators just scored. Tommy Novak gets the preseason goal there. Tyson Berry, you see his vision as a quarterback. He is much, he's a lot like what Matias Ekholm was, which is mm-hmm. interesting enough because those two were traded for each other. Yes. Tyson Berry is, is a lot like Matias Ekholm and, and similar to Roman Yossi. He is a very good offensive defenseman who can set players up, who can find scoring opportunities for his linemates. And Absolutely. that's what he did on that goal just now from Tommy Novak. Yep. So good stuff there showing the crowd here. Um, again, I think it's a really, really solid home crowd for a preseason yeah, it is game. For a so pre-season ni- game. Ni- nice job by the Predators fans. They look really into it and really amped up. 
yeah. about it. I went to a preseason game a couple of years ago. They played, I think they played Carolina. I don't remember. And uh, there wasn't any, nowhere near that many people there. That's good. That's good to see. I think the fans are extremely excited and energized mm-hmm. with the fresh new outlook that this franchise has. But yes. we're going to continue to talk about this game, talk about some more preseason standouts so far, some, some, some players that are really setting themselves apart, not only in the preseason games that we've watched so far, but also throughout the training camp practices um, as well. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit more. Want to get into some other topics, including one that's really been sticking on my mind lately. And that is the fact that Kevin Lankinen is returning for his second year as backup to Soros. And how much different, for one, is Brunette going to handle Soros' workload from how Hines handled Soros's workload and you know Lankanen only had like what 19 starts I'd have to go yeah, back and look 19 18, games 19, he appeared in 19 yeah. games yeah um but put up great numbers put up actually very yeah. almost the identical numbers to Soros almost identical yeah yeah he just didn't have nearly as many starts or nearly as many shots that he faced and stuff like that but yeah. it really makes me think and we're going to talk about this more later in the episode do the Predators have one of the better one-two punches in net in the league? And we can look at some other teams who have mm-hmm. really good goalie combos yep. as well. Absolutely. But look forward to hear your thoughts on that, Rich, because that can be a total game changer Huge. when it when when the grind of the regular season hits us in March and April. You're going to need a fully rested Soros. We've talked mm-hmm. about this so many times in the past. You're going to need a rested Soros, a Soros that's not beaten down mm-hmm. uh, from having to start 10, 15 games in a row before he gets a rest. So let's see if they trust Kevin Lincoln in a little bit more this year to to, to bump Soros' starts down Absolutely. to maybe less than 60. I'm thinking yeah. less than 60. Me too. That's what I want to see for sure. All right. Preds We're are, also Preds also the power play. Your thoughts. I want to get your thoughts – Rich as well on how do you feel about the Preds power play units and what you think those are going to look like? Yes. Because that's sure. also going to be something to, to keep an eye on. And we'll, we're going to go back and look at the last hundred episodes and pick some of our <laughs> favorite crazy. moments. I got a, I got a really good one that I totally forgot oh, about it as I was scanning through all the episodes since I episode 100. Great. And there's one from episode 124. I'm going to share the audio when we get there. Awesome. It made me die laughing because I honestly <laughs> forgot all about this segment. That's funny. I'll look through and find some other ones as we continue to roll on here. But thanks for That's joining good. us, everybody, for Catfish and Ice episode 1200 with 200. Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host, part of the Hockey Podcast Network and presented by DraftKings with promo code THPN. We'll tell you more about DraftKings later in the episode in our current offer. So, want to go back and look at just the roster. First of all, there are some key predators that aren't playing tonight. Yes, Colt Sissons is not in there tonight. That's um, that's a that's one that you would uh, expect to be in the starting lineup eventually. But for yeah. the most part, you're seeing the Preds A squad tonight. You are, and you're not seeing Tampa Bay's A squad. Not even close. That's why. It's not a even little... close. 
concerning. It's a little concerning. Tampa's <laughs> Tampa's they they're not playing Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Victor Hedman, Sergachev, Vasilevsky's not net. No. Um, what he's else? Who, who else? I heard them say he's hurt. Uh, well, he yeah, but he's he's going to be fine. He actually practiced I'm today. Sure. Oh, did he? Yeah, he'll be fine. So you can go ahead and kiss those fantasies goodbye of Vasilevsky <laughs> missing the season opener. <laughs> That's funny. I know people were thinking about it, but no, nah, he, I don't he see how he could there. ever get hurt. How could he ever get hurt? His pads are massive. Like, yeah, but when you're that massive of an individual, it's actually pretty easy to tweak some things. I would assume. I guess his pads are just really big. <laughs> <laughs> Someone check into that dude's pads. Yeah, look how big they are. No that tanners, you know. Yeah, Tanner Joe is not in for the Lightning tonight. No, Austin Watson's in for the Lightning. Did you see that? Yeah, and he got in a he got in a fight with McCarron. I thought that McCarran. was a pretty good little scrum for the preseason, anyway. Yeah, not bad. I wonder why what brought that on. Austin Watson's probably asking him for a fight. He's like, "Man, you got to help me get on this team." Right. <laughs> He'd fit in perfect with them those guys. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah, so definitely not an even matchup in terms of rosters. Mm-mm. But, you know, I, I got to throw this out there right now. I think that the preseason is more important for a team like the Predators than it is for a team like the Lightning. Yes. I mean, preseason is important for every team. Every team wants to get out there and shake the rust off and, and work out some things. But this preseason is way more crucial for the Predators to figure out who they are more so than I think the Lightning are. Oh, yeah. You, Which is you, why you're not seeing Kucherov out there. You're not seeing exactly. Braden Point out yeah. there. So you're not like, seeing Stamkos. You, yeah. Stamkos isn't out there. Yeah. they The the Lightning know what they're going to do. Um, they're going to do basically what they did last year. It's the same – basically the same team. I don't remember if they lost anybody or not, but Predators had to fill two big, huge holes in Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson. So, um, yeah, it's you, you can kind of see there's some little bit of the growing pains going on because, you know – um, they're not quite there yet, which is understandable. But a, a lot of people are down on the Lightning this year, though. Which yeah, I don't buy that. it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I've heard I, that. I, I mean, I've seen I heard fifth also place. Fifth that, place is like the very popular mm-hmm. position I'm seeing for them prediction wise. Yeah. Also, there's a little bit of a rumbling about Stamkos that he's he's yes, not happy that. that he hasn't been extended yeah, yet or yeah. whatever. So uh, you um, read you read some of the prominent uh, uh, journalists that cover the Lightning, and a lot of them are saying not we shouldn't panic over it yet. But it is an issue. I, if I was a Lightning yeah. fan, I would be sweating this out a little bit. Yeah, that they that, yeah. that they that you haven't resigned him yet. Yeah. I'm sure he's so probably that's, not that, very happy. That's something we're all going to have to follow mm-hmm. for sure. We're about to talk about some of our biggest preseason standouts so far throughout this game and also the doubleheader against the uh, Florida Panthers, which we didn't see players like Forsberg and Yossi no. uh, participate. We're seeing their preseason debuts tonight. But um, before we get to that, have a pretty long strand of uh, messages here from our friend Shashka Tooth Tiger uh, jumped in uh, pregame before we actually before we actually went on live. Uh, the chat room is still open throughout the day, so sometimes we'll start the episode already with some comments. And really, I'm not going to sh- I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a really long. <laughs> but basically, Shashka Tooth Tiger is a big believer in Yakov training. Yeah, yep. Who's not playing tonight? 
<laughs> who is that's another player that's not playing, not playing. tonight. There was, and, and there's also some. I found it kind of interesting that Dante Fabro and Jeremy Lazan are yeah, not in the lineup tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, Mark Delgazzo and um, Spencer Stastny taking their place. I, found, I, find, I, I find that <laughs> I do too to be yeah. quite interesting yeah. because I know there's more preseason left, and that players don't play every preseason game. They sit out some of the preseason yeah. games, but I think Brunette is wanting to experiment with what he's got in a younger and more offensive-driven third-pairing mm-hmm. defensive possibility, and so that's why he goes Statsny and Delgazo. I mean, that's yeah. I'm not saying that's for sure going to happen, and it means more than it means, but it is yeah. interesting. I think uh, I think Fabro played in the first game against the Panthers when they got blanked. Yeah, he, yeah um, so he was basically their top top pairing. He was yeah. basically their top pairing defenseman in that yep. in that first uh, preseason game mm-hmm. against the Panthers. Yeah, he quarterbacked the power play unit, top power play unit. I don't think he looked too bad, but it was like I said, it's so hard to to really measure those two those two doubleheader games when it, when, when yeah. you're splitting your squads like that. Yeah, and you got the, you know they're swapping goaltenders a lot, and I don't know. It's just it's kind of it, I don't know. It's not. It's like you said earlier. It's not really. It doesn't seem like an actual preseason game. It's more like a I don't even know like a scrimmage or something. I don't yeah, know. It feels it's more kinda, like a yeah. It feels more like a. It feels more like a scrimmage. So let's talk about some yeah. more preseason standouts so far. I've got one that's actually I've really enjoyed watching so far, and that's Gustav Nyquist. Mm-hmm. He, he's yeah. getting good reviews out there. Um, I'm thinking more and more that the organization is really hoping he can be a better version of what Mikael Granlund didn't live up to be. Didn't quite make it. Um, that steady veteran presence on the wing that's going to make players around him better, the younger players. Um, no. So you're seeing a lot of talk that Cody Glass and Gustav Nyquist will play on a line together that they, they complement each other's games well. And that glass has even been learning from Nyquist throughout training camp. So that's pretty yep. interesting there. And that's what Barry Trotz has already been on, on record of saying that the reason why they went out and got these veterans over the mm-hmm. off season is because the lot Barry Trotz's philosophy is this, you've got young talent. The last thing you want to do is crush their confidence by throwing them in to situations that they're not ready to succeed in quite yet. Dante Fabro. <laughs> oh, I mean, Ellie Dante Fabro was thrown to the fire at a very young age. Ellie Tolan in uh, almost, almost Philip Tomasino. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we can salvage Philip Tomasino. I think, I think he, I yeah, think. he, he lucked out maybe, but um, yeah, I think in, and once, once they start gelling, I think, that's going to pay dividends for them. Um, the, the, the older players helping the young guys, it might take a little bit and we might be disappointed at the beginning of the season, but I think once they get everything ironed out, they'll be fine. Um, it already is a different looking, the, the whole system looks different already. So it's, that's encouraging. So, um, just they just need to iron some stuff out. I, I really like the idea of a, Nyquist, Glass, Novak line possibly because mm-hmm. we know that Glass and Novak have really good chemistry yeah. together. So you want them to carry that on to that to a new season. But throw Nyquist in there as a veteran. I like the I like the thought of that. So that seems like we're starting to get some clues 
mm-hmm. from uh, uh, from what Brunette's leaning towards in some of these line combinations. Yeah. Yep. No use yeah. of Parsons tonight either. He is also no, oh, yeah. in yeah, for the no Predators. So yeah, he was dated. He was actually day to day early in training camp, and Brunette Brunette made it clear it's nothing too serious, but that he was yeah. held out of practice. Yeah, that's yeah. We don't want him hurt. No, no reason to rush a player into the into the fold if you mm-hmm. don't have to for preseason. Absolutely not. <clears throat> he's he's one of the ones I'm looking forward to seeing this year. All right, so we got we're still watching this preseason matchup with the Lightning. Seven minutes to go in regulation. It's a one-one game. Tommy Novak got the Preds on the board. Shots Preds. on goal are twenty-six to twenty in favor of the Predators. I think they've done overall a pretty good job defensively tonight against a Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Lightning squad that's playing a lot of guys that aren't going to even be in their starting lineup when no. these two teams face off each no. other in Tampa on October 10th to open the regular season, a game I can't wait to go to. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Really excited. I'm going with a Lightning fan, though, Rich. Oh, are you? I'm going with a buddy of mine who's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So That's all right. He promises that he'll be very cordial and not – He might get his feelings hurt. I'm I'm expecting to see a good turnout of Preds fans down there. One thing I've – so I've been doing this whole journey. I've talked about it before where I want to cross off every – road arena in the nhl yes i've never actually watched the predators play at tampa bay's arena i've only watched i watched them i went with my buddy who's the the dallas Dallas. stars fan so i have i have been to a molly arena i've never actually been there to watch them play the preds though so it's gonna be it's gonna i'm gonna officially cross that off my bucket list um seeing the preds play in every road arena so knock that one off i've Preds fans travel really well. When I went down there yes, to see them play do. the Panthers this past year, mm-hmm. I could, I was very pleasantly surprised to see so many Predators fans all the way down there in South Florida. Yeah, play for the sure. Panthers. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you should get you one of those uh, maps that has all the arenas and put a puck in it or something. Well, that'd so be, that'd be cool. it, it's kind of here's what makes this difficult. This whole journey, I'm starting to find this out. <laughs> Even though the Predators are in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. you want to knock out all these East Coast teams because you know we live more on closer, the East Coast, closer sure. to the East Coast. You only they only play once a year. Yeah, these East Coast teams on the road, yeah. so yeah. you get one chance to knock off a yeah. certain team, and that that is hard to plan around. So this year, I'm going to try to knock off Carolina. Off my oh, that'd be cool. That's not, I, think be, I can pull that, that one off. Wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, if I really right. can pull it off, I'd like to knock off Carolina and St. Louis. I haven't been to St. Louis yet either. That's right. You've been to Columbus. Been to right? Columbus. That was actually Columbus. a really nice arena. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. And then Dallas, obviously. Been to Dallas. Dallas was cool. Although yeah. their arena songs are so incredibly annoying. <laughs> You don't like the pain. Yeah, they, they have this. They have this really dumb. The, the, at Dallas Stars, they have this really dumb chant where they just go stars, 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 and it's just like, could we have not come up with something a little bit better? Is this? that not the 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 goal song, the Pantera goal song? Yeah, well, no. That's so the Pantera is actually pretty cool, but they have this yeah. like in game chant where they just yell stars, yeah. stars, huh. and it's just like, can that's we come weird. up with something a little bit better? That's weird. But hmm. all right. Predators trying to eke out these four minutes so they can get the preseason point. 
in the stands. <laughs> preseason point. The all important point. Uh, preseason yeah. point. We got to salvage a point here. Ooh. So Something. important note. I don't want to jinx him, but Askarov has not given up a goal yet in this preseason. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's limited action, but made nine saves against the Panthers and didn't give up a goal. Um, he relieved UC Soros. He did in the second Preds uh, game he, against the Panthers, and yeah. Soros did not look too great. Yeah, he got lit up. Like uh, was I was bad. watching it, and then um, I saw that um, they were having internet issues in the arena, so they couldn't stream it to the to the website. So I didn't get to watch hardly any of the second one, but I when I did watch, it was like three to nothing in the first like 20 minutes. And I was like, Oh, that's ugly. So <laughs> didn't did like have a couple goals in that game though. In that second game, yeah, um, yeah. penalties, had, killed him. lots of penalties. So Jake Livingstone got a goal. Yep. I'm a huge fan of that guy, by the way. Yeah. I mean, the underdog story of Jake Livingstone undrafted, mm-hmm. he gets thrown in to, NHL starting lineup minutes late in the season. No one knew what to expect from this guy. Yep. And he actually played very he held his own on that third pairing yep. in the in the short amount of time he got. I'm really, really excited to see his progression. And even yeah, if he is sure. more of a full-time AHL player the rest of the way, if the opportunity presents itself, I would like to see Livingstone get another chance at, an, at, at some starts in the NHL. If the opportunity presents itself, whether yeah. that's through injuries or some, right. for some other reason, I'm a big fan of Jake Livingstone and the story well, that he has. Yeah, um, well, well, even if he isn't isn't the AHL, he seems like a player you can count on. You know, when he does get called up, that you know he'll he'll yeah. perform well. So that's you know that's encouraging. He sh- he should be a really good piece for the Milwaukee Admirals at the very least. Yeah. Another Absolutely. preseason standout. We can't, You love this player. Our, our fan base just loves this player. How about Andrew Burnett just ranting and raving over Cole Smith? Yeah. I, you could hear Facebook on fire uh, when that happened. <laughs> the quote was, Andrew Burnett, the quote was, Cole Smith on the on Forsberg line, that line was buzzing. And immediately, everyone started drawing these hasty conclusions, mostly on Facebook, no. that Cole Smith was going to be on the top line to open the season. I'm like, y'all got to calm down. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for it, sure. It's not, not going to happen. You're, you're reading way too much into it. Literally, yeah. this is training camp. They're yeah. going to tinker with all different kinds of crazy line combinations. Yeah. Just to see Pump what he's the got. brakes. Step away from the ledge, and even if Cole Smith were to be on the top line, which it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. I would still like to think that Andrew Burnett knows more than we do. Yeah, I would like to think that. I'm pretty sure he does. Man, the Preds are but on the power play. I don't again. care. I don't care what you say, though. Cole Smith is a dude that earns every chance he gets. He doesn't have all the talent in the world compared to some of these other players, but. The dude makes up for it in how hard he plays the game. You yeah. There's no denying that, and that's something you can't coach. <laughs> he just got lumped. He he got the raw end of the deal. Uh, yeah, when when he came here, it was just people were mad, and they just took it out on him. But I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, apparently somebody likes him. Brunette must like him after what he said. So give the guy a chance, folks. That's all we're saying. All right. So three minutes to go. It's still one to one. Preds on the power play. Is that what you said? They Rich? are on yeah. the power play. Yeah, they are. Power play units. To, uh, I know the top power play unit for the Predators that they're putting out there has been Forsberg, O'Reilly, yep. um, Roman Yossi, Tyson Berry. Yep. And who was the other one? Novak? Was it? No- yeah, it was Novak. Novak. Yeah. Which I found, I think that's something that could give us a clue into what, uh, I almost, I keep almost saying John Hines. Oh my God, please, <laughs> please cure me of that. Oh. I'm so sorry. Uh, ooh, people will come after me hard if I make that they mistake would. too many more times. Don't even say, don't even say it. But yeah, I, I, I think that gives us a window into what Brunette's thinking in terms mm-hmm. of power play units. I like Novak getting a chance on the top power yeah, play I unit. I do too. I do too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think one, like I said before, I think once they get going, everything's going to be just fine. Um, I do like the first power play unit. I'm not really sure who's on the second, but there's a lot of uh, Evangelista is definitely getting. Evangelista is getting second power play chances. Cody Glass is out there right now. Um, I believe that's Garyanov. Is Garyanov number fifteen? I'm watching yeah, it. I think on that's Garyanov. Yeah, Garyanov's out there on the second power play unit. Um, definitely doesn't surprise me to see Evangelista out there. The passing has been pretty good. Yeah, it's just yeah. the you know the problem is they're they're learning a new system and it's going to take time. This pa- this power play unit's looking good though. Evangelista looking for oh the passing looks great. I mean it really yeah, does it look does. good. I think the biggest problem we've had is just the the timing is a little bit off and the Predators yes. have missed a lot of shots. Like they haven't even made the goal and make a save on a lot of these shots. Yeah. Their their yeah. their shots, their accuracy has just been a little off where they're not even making the goal and make yeah. a save. So I you saw, know, that's something that that's something that you just got to work on throughout preseason. Yeah. You're literally getting your timing yeah. back. You're you're working through it yeah. after a long I mean, off that's, Yeah, that's you know Forsberg missing the goal like five or six times. He just you know it's his first game back or whatever. I saw an interview with uh, <clears throat> they interviewed Dante Fabro, and he said he felt like their passing <clears throat> was good. He said, but he felt like they're holding on to the puck just a little bit too long. He's like a half a second mm-hmm. means a lot. And they were just keeping it just just that one little bit too long. And that was kind of messing them up. So once they get used to everybody, once they get the team uh, pared down to what it's going to be, I think, I think it'll, it'll be good. Cause that's yeah, another thing the, they need to build that chemistry and you don't really know who's even going to like, you're going to be with yet. Truthfully, you can guess, but you might not, but um, yeah, hopefully they can get that going. Penalties have definitely been a problem in the first three preseason mm-hmm. games. That shouldn't surprise us at all. But I don't think it's I don't think that's anything to get overly concerned about. Uh penalties are gonna happen in the preseason. Yeah. Again, these players are rusty. All of them are rusty. And those are things you're gonna try you're gonna clean up before you get yeah. into the regular season. Those are just you know, Cody yeah. Glass took a pretty, pretty bad hooking penalty tonight that he probably knows he's probably just, you know coming down mm-hmm. on himself thinking I cannot do that when mm-hmm. these games begin to count. Yeah. Yeah, like, you I cannot can't. be taking you cannot be taking hooking penalties in the offensive yeah. zone. Yeah. That's I a cannot no-go. be doing what we did last season. <laughs> Getting all Absolutely the Absolutely not. Yeah. 
And plus, I think, and like in the first two games against the Panthers, it's mainly the young guys, you know, and they're probably excited and all amped up. And, um, yeah, you're just going to expect you're going to see some penalties. So you got a combination of new veterans who have never played with these young guys before, and you've got a new head coach putting in a completely new system. So literally every player on this team is having to learn something mm-hmm. new. Even yes. the player, even your Roman Yossi's and your Philip Forsberg's who mm-hmm. have been on this team for several years now are having to feel like they're new. Everyone's new. Basically everyone yeah. is new and everyone has a clean slate. That's yeah. why everyone is so excited. That's why everyone has this new energy, but it also comes with, and I've been very on record of this. I think the Predators are going to stumble a little bit through the first ten games. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but I think it's going to take more. I think it's going to take ten to twenty games for the Predators to really find their yeah. groove and really get comfortable. Yeah, in what they're I do doing. too. Do you remember what we said? Did we say they're going to split the first ten? Uh, well, we we, we I don't remember. We I said if they split the first ten, I'll be very happy about that. Yeah. I think I said five, three, and two. I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, if they if that. they got if they got points, if they got points in seven of the ten games and mm-hmm. won five of them, that would be a huge win. Yeah, be a huge absolutely. win. And we're going to overtime, folks. Play up uh, preseason overtime hockey. It kind of scares me a little bit because I don't need to see anybody no, right? get hurt in these extra five no. minutes. No, it's not like we're playing for an extra point here. No. Yeah, and I don't. So I see get that it's for bragging rights. I get it's for bragging rights or whatever you want to. You want to leave feeling like you, you you won on the ice. I get all that, but hub. I think yeah. I think I think winning in preseason is when no one gets hurt. Yes, is <laughs> the biggest absolutely. win you can get for the preseason. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I say the same thing in football preseason. If you yeah. can make it out of your preseason games, I love the speed here that Cody Glass has shown tonight. Oh, wow. he, that dude's got more speed than maybe I realized he did. He's he's yeah. actually a pretty fast skater for a yeah. center. That and that's what's that's what's exciting about once they do get going, it, it's going to be even better. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. There was a uh, really good setup pass from Forsberg trying to find O'Reilly earlier in the game. Yeah, and O'Reilly's <clears throat> stick. It was the timing was literally off by a half second, but it. Mm-hmm. it it would have been such a pretty goal from Forsberg yeah. to O'Reilly. I think it was from Forsberg to O'Reilly. It was definitely O'Reilly who had a good shot, had a good look at the shot. But um, either way, that was it's just finding that timing. Yep. And it'll. All come. right, we'll wait for we'll wait for overtime here. Any other players that you've really thought about thought about so far that have stood out for you in the preseason? Nah, I mean not not really. Um the the one the thing that stood out was I really didn't like Saros in the in the second Panthers game. That that stood out. I know that's not like a a positive, obviously, but it's like um that's that's a little scary. Hopefully he'll get settled. It's a little down. scary. You don't like to see you don't like to see your you best like goaltender get lit up even if it's a preseason game. Mm-mm, no. Um yeah, the first look at the at all the the um, the money guys tonight. Ooh. It's been pretty. So we good. got we got an over, here's a, here's our overtime line here. We've got Tyson Berry, Roman Yossi. We've got well, we got Forsberg, of course. Forsberg just set up. So we got Ryan O'Reilly, Roman Yossi, Tyson Berry, and so your veteran. You got your veteran line out there for your first overtime 
Are they uh, still on the power play? I don't think, I think so. They are. There was four of them. Are they? <clears throat> Look like it. Unless I missed something. Wonder if preseason they do four on four. Oh, maybe. Because they're also oh, maybe. not sure. They might. I thought the power play did expire, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't hear it, so. Somebody on Facebook right, so. was making fun of uh, Pete Weber earlier. I was like, what is the matter with you? Well, why were they making fun of Pete Weber? They were like, who is calling this game tonight? Uh, why is he saying Saros? And somebody put on there like, are you joking? <laughs> so they've actually asked that before, and both pronunciations are acceptable is what I've heard. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's Facebook. <laughs> So uh, second unit's out now for the overtime. you got McDonough out there. You've got Tom. Ooh, Tomasino's had some really good chances tonight. Yeah. He, I know he didn't score the goal, and that went to Novak, but I would put yeah. no, Tomasino right up there as one of the uh, stars of the game, one of my clutch performers. Mm -hmm. Throwback to an old segment of this, Joe. But yeah, uh, I do think Tom, Tomasino's had a really encouraging game tonight, yeah. despite not scoring. Yeah, he had that breakaway. He's had some really good looks. Two. Uh, that he missed, but it was still a good look. I still have no clue where they're going to put Tomasino in the lineup. Line. It's it's so up in the air. It's it's weird. That are Rich, are you ready for that first? So that on that game day, October tenth, yep. when they release the line combinations, <laughs> are you ready for all of the yeah. Monday morning quarterbacks that come oh, out yeah. there and armchair GMs? They yep. come out there and bash oh i would have put this player there and it's so stupid to put that player there i mean yeah. are you ready for it rich because it's I'm, going to be it might gonna, break the internet it's i'm gonna, gonna have be to prepare bad. yeah because there's there's lots of people who who know better <laughs> <laughs> so you know just got to prepare yourself for that that was actually i spoke earlier about that good look that o'reilly had it was that that was actually from yossi that, oh, okay. that found o'reilly that, that could have been a really really Good looking goal if uh, O'Reilly just could have gotten his stick on it a little bit better. Oh, Cody Glass just committed a penalty. Oh wow, that's that's <laughs> two for him tonight. That's two mm -hmm. bad penalties for him tonight. Yep. So I've got. Yeah. To, I don't know if you saw this, Rich, but I also. This is that time of year where everyone has a hot take about the preseason. <laughs> awesome. Did you see my? Uh, did you see my uh, tweet about it? Because. I did, but tell everybody. So basically, every you can find every tweet out there, and it starts with, I know it's preseason, but right. insert bold hockey take. Yep. I've yep. come across so many of those tweets, and it, it's starting to give me like a really bad migraine, and I just want the preseason to be over now because I'm tired yeah. of seeing it. Yeah, I know. Me too. 13 days. I've also made the decision that anytime I, I share a GIF – while I'm live reacting to the game, I'm only allowed to use the office. Games. Oh, that's that should be good though. <clears throat> only the that's, office. That's that that is that is my library of of, of gifts that I'm going to use when That'd describing be. live games for the Predators this year. That'd when we're doing our way. watch along episodes, when we're doing all that stuff, That'd that's the theme I'm going to use this year. Only Absolutely. office gifts. Yep. All right, we got our friend Nick on YouTube asking how much time left in the overtime. First of all, Three welcome minutes. Nick to the to the podcast. We appreciate you watching on YouTube. Uh, we got three minutes left here. 
three minutes. And the pre- but the Predators are killing. It's a four a on three. Yep. It's four on three. Cody Glass. Come on, boys. It's funny that Askarov's got the blue pads out there. Yep. It's it's funny. Like this, this is going to be good learning moment for Askarov here, though. Yeah. You know? yeah oh, good sure. save. Right on schedule. Askarov makes a really good save. He times it. He's he's seeing the puck really well. I don't want to jinx him, but Askarov is seeing the puck really well in this overtime yes. period. He's tracking it very well. You're seeing it. He's big. He covers post to post. He is so a big dude. He covers the post to post so effortlessly. Like he just yeah. He he's way. This is why he's one of the top goalie prospects in the world. Is because he. That's okay. I mean, yeah. you know what? It's, you know how hard it is to kill a four on three overtime yeah. penalty. Well, it bobbled up and went over his shoulder, but. All right, so the Preds lose in overtime, just as I'm praising Askarov, but that's okay because <laughs> right. that goal is not on him. No, that goal is on Cody Glass. What is wrong with you? Mm. So that's two bad penalties from Cody Glass. So that's something he's going to definitely want want to work on and yeah. address. I'm sure coaches will address that as well. You definitely yep. cannot be taking penalties like that in overtime. No. And put your team behind the eight ball. And a four-on-three penalty kill is very – Yeah. It's, it's just a weird situation to put your team in. No matter who you're playing. No matter who you're playing. So definitely not the result we would want to see against the Lightning who didn't play any of their top players. No. But – also, only scoring one goal, definitely a little concerning. Yeah, you get thirty-one yeah. shots on goal. A lot of a lot of moments where the Predators just missed the net. They had they could yeah. they had there were more shots on goal to be had in this game. Absolutely, so, uh, Forsberg missed the net a lot. Uh, you would expect that he's been out of the game since February. So overall, yeah. no reason to get too upset or look into this too much, yeah. but. Next preseason game is again against the Lightning on, I believe, is it Friday? I think they play on Friday. Yeah, I think that sounds right. So um, we will see how Burnett puts out that roster. But the Predators lose 2-1 to one to the Lightning at Bridgestone Arena um, with a lot of their top players making their preseason debuts. Yeah, Only putting in one goal, a little, un- little concerning, but – be that as it may, it is preseason, and this is yeah. why you'd play the games to work out all. Yeah. Get it out of your system now. Get it out of yeah. your system now. Games on a uh, Saturday. All right, so, Saturday. so they will be in Tampa to Four play the Lightning again. I would expect Central. the Tampa Bay Lightning to throw out some of their top players in that That's game. What I was going to say, uh, you will more than likely you might not see all of them, but you're going to see. The majority of them, I bet. <laughs> probably will probably will not see Vasilevsky. I would not expect no. them to put him out there. Does he does he need to practice in the he, he, dealing with season? dealing with every dealing with his day to day injury that he's been going through? No. I don't know why they would rush him into a no. game like that. No, I don't think that would be wise. <clears throat> so the Predators have three more preseason games left. They have one more mm. against the Lightning, then they'll play the Carolina Hurricanes twice. And then it's game on. Game on. I might take that. They'll continue off. to probably see the roster trimmed a little bit. Players will start getting reassigned to their respective junior mm-hmm. clubs and also to their other leagues that they're going to be participating in this year. That's yep. why we're not seeing first round pick uh, Matthew Wood. Yep. 
this preseason is he is going to play. He's collegiately playing for the University of Connecticut. Yep. So that's why you haven't seen him out there. You, we have seen Tanner Mullendyke, and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yep. Speaking him. of standout players, I thought Tanner Mullendyke looked really good in his preseason action in uh, both the show prospect showcase, mm-hmm. but also against the Panthers. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, he did. You see that speed from Mullendyke, and he could be the next. I don't want to put that kind of put him on that kind of pedestal, but you do see like. Could he kind of be the same type of Roman Yossi type player down the road? That's that's yeah. what the organization is probably hoping for. Yeah. Speaking of that prospect showcase, we probably talked about it, but Kimmel, man, he looked good too in Ooh. that showcase. And he yeah, also he was not in tonight's – he was also he was not, not in tonight's preseason game. Yeah. He's got a wicked shot, man. That's <laughs> like really he good. He really does. Yeah. He really like does. So we'll probably see Kimmel in Saturday's game, you would expect. Yeah, would we'll probably so. see Kimmel back. We'll probably see uh, Fabro back. Um, hoping to see Yakov Trenin yeah. um, in that game. So you'll definitely see some players mixed in who didn't play tonight. Yeah, I think Trenin Trenin played in the first game against Florida, didn't he? Or was it the second? I don't remember. I can't. I, remember. I thought it was the first, but yeah, he was another one that Brunette said looked good at camp. Yakov Trenin. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's move along here in, on Catfish and Ice episode 200 milestone episode. Thank you so much for getting us through another 100 yeah. episodes. Really appreciate you. Let's tell you about our sponsor, DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. If you're Listen to this episode on this Thursday. We're recording live on a Wednesday night, but if you're listening on Thursday, you got Thursday night football tonight. If you haven't gotten our DraftKings Sportsbook app yet and used our promo code THPN, you can bet on Thursday night football tonight. Sign up, use our promo code, bet the $5, and you're instantly going to get the $200 in bonus bets instantly. Throw five down in any of this of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. September is almost over. You've got one more chance with this current offer. So football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling Call problem. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. You did it. I did it. Might be my best one yet. Oh, and, and Kentucky people, online betting starts very soon. 
Oh wow! It's still yeah. not legal in in Florida, which blows my mind. That's I feel like crazy. Florida is like Florida is like the most out there state ever. Like people do whatever they want down here, and yeah. somehow sport, online, online sports gambling is not allowed. Yeah, they want you to go watch the dog races and, and bet on Hala. So. <laughs> I also forgot to mention we'll we we were talking about all these uh, se- uh preseason debuts. We didn't bring up Luke Shen. Luke Shen yeah. played on the yeah. top pairing with Roman Yossi. So it seems more and more likely that that's probably what's going to be the top pairing for Nashville. It's going to be Luke yeah. Shen and Roman Yossi. I wouldn't have thought it, but that's good. I think he's going to be uh I'm I'm starting to wonder more and more not just about Dante Fabro and Jeremy Lazan, but also Alexander Carrier. Yeah, for sure. Um, who yeah, also was not on, who was also not, not on yeah. the roster tonight. Yep, against the Lightning. I mean, I think Luke Shin's going to be the Roman Yossi enforcer, is what it's going to look like. So, I mean, uh, some people out there say that the Predators overpaid for Shin, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. He's exp- they paid for that experience. That's what it is. But we'll see what happens, I guess, like you said. Let's move along here. I want to talk about the best goalie tandems in the NHL and where we would rank the Predators in that scenario. Because I'm telling you right now, if they can figure out a way to have a more well-rested Soros down the stretch, especially if you're pushing for a playoff spot, then it's going to really do wonders for Soros's ability to give you those really big time games that get you a win and he can yeah. put you on his back. But if he goes into March and April completely worn down, he's going to give you some of these games where he's not seeing the puck well yep. and he's going to get roasted for four or five goals in some of these games. And that could be the difference in making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. And I think Kevin Lankinen did, did enough. <laughs> This past season, and you you obviously like him a lot if you resigned yeah. him to another one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would you have even done that? Yeah, for so, sure. So I expect Kevin Lankinen to get um, at least five to ten more starts than he got last year. What do you think yeah, about that, Rich? I, I hope so because there were times, and we talked about it last season, where we were just puzzled that John Hines was playing Soros. Like there was there was stretches where I was like, you got to give this dude a break. Like there were, there were games, there were games where they, where he played Soros where Lankinen could have definitely started instead um, against like, I don't want to say a lesser team, but like someone that, you know, is not like Toronto or something crazy. Um, So I'm hoping that, that, that Brunette does not do that because I just, I think, I think Hines just wore him down. Just you look down. at the numbers, almost identical between Soros and Lankinen when it comes to save percentage, goals against average, uh, almost identical. It's just obviously Soros had 63 starts, Lankinen had 18 starts. 18. But you look, you look at the numbers, Soros had a .919 save percentage, Lankinen a .916. Soros had a 2.69 GAA goals against average, and Lankinen had a 2.75. So mirror images of each other there. Yeah. Um, sure. Quality starts, which basically rates, um, it just basically, it's it's a whole analytical thing, but it, it rates mm-hmm. how good of a start the goaltender had. Uh, very similar there too. Uh, quality start percentage, the percentage of qual- of starts were quality starts. 
Saros was 63%. Lankanen was 61%. Really bad starts. Uh, Saros had nine. Lankanen had three. So very similar. Also, uh, Saros led the league in goal saved above expected, which yep. is my favorite category when I'm rating a goaltender, is how many extra goals did you save for your team? Right. That really shows you how big of an X factor that goalie was. And Lankanen was actually top 20 in the yeah. NHL. As yeah. a backup, he was still top 20 in goals saved above expected. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was really happy to see them re-sign him because I think – I did, I was happy, but I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either. I thought he played well enough to get a look I, from somebody else. I, I thought he was going to get a, a, an offer that the Predators just couldn't afford to do. Uh, like they were yeah. like, I thought that there was going to be a, a high, a higher bidder out yeah. there who would want to make Lincoln in their yep. starter. And, and obviously the predators aren't going to overpay for a backup. So I thought, right. I, I thought Lincoln was going to be lost, not because mm-hmm. I wanted to lose him, but yeah. because I just thought we weren't going to be able to afford him, but they brought him back. The market wasn't super hot on him, I guess. And I think it's a huge benefit to this team that they got Lincoln in back and we didn't have to go shopping. We didn't have to go shopping for another backup that we didn't know about. Yeah, I I agree 100%. And I think, I guess maybe his so few starts might've had something to do with it because he didn't get to play as much, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's awesome to have a duo that's probably like definitely top five duo gully duo in the league i would for sure and bringing lincoln in back gives you another year for Yaroslav skarov to really get his um get his feet wet in the ahl it's only going to be his second year in the ahl so i love the fact that he's going to get one more full year playing in milwaukee Mm -hmm. i think that's great that is great I think it's great that we're not rushing Askarov into the league when he's might maybe not quite ready yet, even as a backup. Absolutely. So I love that. So Lincoln is a key piece uh, to this team that hasn't been talked about a lot because he is a backup goaltender. But I think he's extremely important, and, and oh, it yeah. could be a one of the one of the major X factors into whether or not the Predators make the playoffs or not. Absolutely, I agree. And more and more teams are starting to adopt the adopt the approach of mm-hmm. not riding one goaltender so heavily and dividing out the starts more evenly. Now I'm not saying that the start should be 50, 50 Soros and Lincoln. And I'm not saying that no. at all, but I am saying that we've got to start. I, I think Burnett's definitely going to give Lincoln a lot more starts. Yeah. Cause that's what the, that's the overall theme around the league these days. And we're about to look at some other teams. Uh, You know all about it. The team that you, that you like dearly after the predators, the Boston Bruins, tell us about the Boston Bruins and and their formula with Jeremy Swayman. And of course, Linus Allmark was their, was their bell cow, but Swayman was an outstanding backup, probably the best backup in the league. Yeah, he was. And I'm surprised he's actually still there. I don't remember if he had another year on his contract or whatever, but like, Yeah. That dude will be a starter within the next couple of years for sure. Um, I mean, you talk about putting in a goaltender that you can trust, and Swayman is definitely that goaltender for them. Um, yeah, I would say they. I would say they definitely have the best goalie goalie yeah. duo in the league. Yep, the Bruins do. We'll see. We'll see how it goes this year, but who knows? 
So name another one. What's another good duo, dynamic duo? So I I, I listed them all in, uh, in my article I wrote for Predlines a couple of days ago. And you first, when you look at Allmark and Swayman, they finished in the top three in goals against average among goaltenders with at least 30 games. That right there is crazy. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The Bruins had two goaltenders in the top three in yep. goals against average. Yep. Olmark had a 1.89 goals against average, which that just seems like something out of a video game. That, yeah, to, it is. To, that to, whole to season give up less, video and, 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 and this day and age in the NHL, to give up less than two goals per game yep. is mind-boggling. Yeah. But Swayman as Olmark's backup, 2.27 goals against average. We just mentioned where Lankin and Saros was in that category, and they were significantly higher at 2.75 and 2.69. So Swayman appeared in eight. Let's do the comparison here to Lankinen, though. Swayman appeared in 18 more games than Lankinen. 18 more. Yep. yep. That I mean, that's significant. That, that's that so trust. It's not, yes, that's the trust thing. Um, so are we looking for Lankinen to be more like a Jeremy Swayman? For Soros. That would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, if he, like you said earlier, if he gave them like 10 more, that would be amazing. Let's but, let's let's go to a different team. Let's talk about the defending Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights with Aiden Hill, who was the playoff wonder. That dude was amazing. They got amazing. Aiden Hill and another really good young goalie mid twenty in their mid twenties, Logan Thompson. Mm-hmm. You figure they're gonna run a similar thing that the Bruins do. They're gonna they're gonna divide those starts up, maybe 60-40, yep. 55-45, somewhere around there, 60% to 40%. And I read a really interesting quote from Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy on Vegas Hockey Now's website. And he basically said Bruce Cassidy, I think, is one of the better coaches in the league. Yes. Bruce Cassidy said that he doesn't want either goaltender to start 60-plus game, games, either goaltender. And I just, we just mentioned that's our magic number for Soros is 60 games. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want either goaltender to start 60-plus games. And who starts more throughout the season will be decided as things unfold. So it's more mm-hmm. of a wait-and-see approach, make the decision throughout the season. So no one could ever imagine – Lankin and stealing starts away from Soros. And I'm not saying that should happen either, but Mm -hmm. let's say Lankin, let's say Soros is going through a little bit of a rough patch and Lankin is on a hot streak. Yeah. That's when you might consider giving Lankin back to back starts. I'm, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't be afraid to do that just because Soros is who Soros is. You've got to make the right decision for your team in the moment. Yes. And I think that's, goes back to mistakes that John Hines made last season. Um, I guess he went with the just play, play through it and it'll, it'll all work out philosophy, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the best way to look at it at all. So here, here's my top goalie duos in the league. Just quick list, short list. I got to put Olmark and Swayman for the Bruins at the top. My second one would probably be uh, Sorokin and Varlamov for the Islanders. So yep. a really, really strong duo there. there is. Yep. I would go Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson for the Golden Knights. And then I would comfortably put Saros and Lincoln in at number four. That's good. Yep. I would also, I'm a little hesitant, but I still got to do it. 
I would probably put it number five, Igor Shesterkin and Jonathan Quick, who just joined the Rangers this past offseason. I know Jonathan Quick's way past his prime, but as a backup, that's still pretty good because Quick can still win you some games. Yes. He still is one of the he's still one of the better goalies of of his generation. He so is. yeah, to have and, him as a backup is still pretty strong. Yeah, and and to have that experience and that's what it is. Absolutely, yeah. That's that so I would I, I would put the, that up there, but I, I put the Predators with Soros and Lincoln in mm-hmm. right among those teams. Yeah, as, and and you got to think, Rich. There's teams out there who don't even know if they can trust their starting goaltender right now, yeah. much less trusting their backup. So the yeah. Predators are a very fortunate team that te- that other teams would love to be in that situation. Yeah, where oh, they have for sure. two goaltenders they can trust. Yeah, so that, that's you- a good problem. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, or you have these teams that have all these superstar players making a bunch of money and they can't really afford a good goaltender. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at, you know, Toronto. Toronto's like that. Uh, Edmonton's kind of like that. I mean. Imagine you know, if I mean, Toronto or Edmonton had a oh UC Soros on their team. Yeah. Well, if, if Toronto had a UC Soros, they wouldn't have a. They wouldn't have a Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander. <laughs> Very you'd have true. A, you'd have a, you'd have a Matthews and maybe a Nylander, but probably not a Mitch Marner. Um, another team I left off that I think has a pretty solid duo that you could maybe put in the top five, uh, Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury for the Wild. That's a pretty yeah. good duo. Yeah. yeah. Not ba- not too shabby. Fleury, Fleury's getting up there a little bit, though. He's, yeah, he kind of had a rough year last year, didn't he? Yeah, he's got yeah, and the teams in front of him sometimes kind of let him down. But I like that dude, though. Definitely think in the early goings of this season, I would say over the first month of this season, I would really like to see Lincoln in get at least one start every like five games. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Somewhere around that rate, even if it's not a back, because the Predators don't play a back to back for a while. Yeah, good. So you're gonna, there's definitely gonna be situations where you start linking it, even though it's not a back to back. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, he's never gonna play. Rest. Yeah, he I mean, just, yeah. I mean, not to not not to be so negative here, but let, let's remember how bad everything worked out for uh, David Riddick. <laughs> oh I yeah, mean, that dude. That dude played he, in like one game for the first three months, and then they finally threw him in there, and the dude just got roasted. He did every pretty much every time he went in, and then at the end of the season when Saros got hurt and he had to go play against Colorado, oh, that, was, that was not even fair. That, that was, was so wrong. I want to I want to wish that on my worst enemy. And then he oh, ended up. Bad. Then he ended up. Then he ended up on that really bad blooper where he ran into his own post. Oh, I, I saw that the other day. <laughs> That's still. Oh, that's gonna live in infamy forever. Poor guy. I like. Poor guy. He's a good dude. I'm not. I know our our friend Lindsay is a big David Reddick guy, but just his time with Nashville was just not very good, unfortunately. Yeah, it was. It was a weird time for sure. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, my uh, my 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 range for Soros is 55 to 60 starts. That's where I'm comfortable with. I, I like the 55 number. I just, I mean, it, there's just no reason to to do what they did to him last year. And it was, you know, he had some amazing games, but I don't know. Just There you, are people who are going to push back on this whole thing, on this whole notion, though, because, and I'm not saying they're wrong if they have this criticism of this approach, but people will, will say, well, 
Isn't Soros the MVP of this team for the past three years? Isn't the only reason the Predators even sniffed the playoffs for the past three years is because of Soros? And that's true, but at the same time, what happened when we got down the stretch of the season and also going into the playoffs, didn't even make the playoffs last year, you had a beatdown and wore down Soros that mm-hmm. wasn't at the top of his game. Yeah, for sure. And then <clears throat> the year before, they had that amazing three-fourths of a season, and I've said it before, and then the, down the stretch, the last quarter, it was horrible. So, you know, what's the point of that? You know, that doesn't get you anywhere either. So, so let's we will wait and see how everything goes there. All right, tell us in the comment section below on YouTube, how do you think the Predators should handle Soros and Lankin in this year? Should Soros still be the workhorse? Uh, is he the MVP of this team? You got to start him every chance you get. Do you not trust Lankin enough, or do you trust Lankin enough? And do you think this one-two punch for the Predators can be one of their secret weapons to return to the playoffs? Um, tell us what you think about that. Also, hit us up on X right now and comment down below and let us know what you think about that. Love okay. to hear from you there. All right, so it's episode 200, milestone episode. I've been going back and looking at the last 100 episodes, going back to January of 2022 when we did episode 100, when we did that uh, listener appreciation episode, which was so fun. So So I've gone back and just looked at some of these uh, episodes over the last 100. We, uh, How about this one, the Pekka Rene Jersey retirement episode in episode 108? That was a fun one. Oh, yeah. There was tears shed in that one. <laughs> I mean, you can just read some we of were, these uh we were super episode emotional. titles, and it's they're pretty funny, some of these episode titles. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to episode 124. Let's do that. Oh, episode 122 was named What the Hell Happened Against the Blues. That must have been a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, episode 124 was an episode where we had live reaction as the Preds clinched the playoffs. That was the last time the Predators clinched the playoffs. It was coming up on all that good stuff. And we talked about what classic movies reminds us of this Predators season. (laughs) This ought to be good. And let's go ahead and play the clip right now, if you're ready for it, Rich. I'm ready. We'll play it into the microphone. Let's see. All right. Well, well, there's the goal. They gave it to him? Yep. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. Oh, it's Kyle Perkins. Well, um, this is this is a perfect segue into my next movie, gentlemen. <laughs> You little guess what my next guess guess what my next movie is, gentlemen. Are you ready for this one? And I actually put this on here before all this fiasco happened here. Titanic <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> are we on the Titanic and are there enough lifeboats? Mm. And you know what scares and you know what scares me? You know what scares me? Me, Rich, and Kyle, we're the band. We're playing. We're playing <laughs> until the end. Playing on, we don't yeah. get on the lifeboats. For sure. But everyone else might well, that so episode one twenty four was going great during that predator season. Apparently, mm, I remember that. That was funny. 
Another one so, I remember. Th- that remi- real quick. That yeah, reminds no everyone who's still new to the show and hasn't actually listened to this podcast during the actual season. You've maybe just been listening during the off season, and we appreciate you joining us, jumping on board with us for the 2023-24 season. We're gonna do these live watch along episodes where it's like we're watching with you in your living room. It's crazy. And th- that's how we get, and it's a lot of fun, but sometimes it gets ugly. It does get ugly for sure. Yeah. Apparently it Which did that you night. Got? Do you do you well, have one you remember? I, I do. It was with it was it was Kyle Perkins. We were we were watching. Um, they were playing the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Vegas Golden oh. Knights were wearing their jerseys that were all sparkly, mm-hmm. and they were wearing their gold chrome helmets. And oh, Kyle yeah. Perkins, <laughs> I miss that dude. Said uh, he said. Um, he said, man, that's rednecks love like glitter, like on bass boats. <laughs> he said, he said, uh, uh, bass boat stripper glitter <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and we like, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even talk. Cause it was, I was laughing so hard, yeah, but that was good. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, Kyle always, uh, had w- just would make me laugh so much. He was so funny. We got to get him back on here. Yeah, the wireless wireless headphones just died on me. Sorry about that. <sighs> yeah, that that uh, that Vegas game was. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, stripper bass glitter. Bass boat. That's, that's one glitter. of the that's one of the best quotes of this podcast of all time. I think so. If we yeah, were going to come out with a line of t-shirts, one of our <laughs> t-shirts would just say Bass Pro Shop Stripper Glitter. There it is. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to you, Kyle Perkins. We're still going to try to find some time for us to all get on an episode together at some point this season. Sure. We have to work that out. It's so hard. Yeah. I mean, we're doing every between me and Rich's schedules lately. We're, mm-hmm. we, it's hard to f- find a night to record, but um, if we could get us all together for an episode, that'd be great. A watch along episode would be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to get with Kyle and see what his schedule looks like. Mm. For sure. Oh, how about when we did our bracket of most hated teams <laughs> by Predators fans? Yeah, I remember that. That was a lot of fun. That was in episode 141. So that was the summer of 2022. Yep. And the Blackhawks won in they sweeping did. fashion. Yep. Um, but I do remember there being a few upsets, if I remember correctly. I think the Dallas Stars made it went farther than we thought i can't i really can't remember. yeah i'd have to go I can't back remember i know i think pittsburgh was like second oh yeah pittsburgh pittsburgh ran away with it on one yeah. side of the bracket and yeah. chicago ran away with That's it on right. the other side yeah i remember that that's for sure that was a fun one that was fun i like the it's been a really long time ago and it was it was probably in the first 100 when we when we talked about the um uh mascots that oh, was that was awesome. early. That's like one of the first yeah. 10 episodes. Yeah, that that was that was fun. That was, was when our friend great. Colin was on the show still yep. as a co-host. And yeah, yeah um, I mean, we, we we ranked all of our, that was I don't fun. know if we ranked them, but we definitely talked no. about our favorites and our we least favorites. We made fun of them. I know that. that was, that's going way back there. Man. That is way back. Yeah, that one's good. And then um, when we when we talked about the goal songs, that was good. That was all. That was all. So how fun. crazy is this? We've done exactly fifty episodes since the beginning of last regular season because episode one hundred and fifty was 
when they're reacting to the Preds sweeping their global series against the San Jose Sharks. That's right. Little did we know what was in store for us, for us in that during that season. Just pain and disappointment. This is why it's fun to kind of go back in, in, in time yeah. and listen to the archived episodes because yeah. you can listen to what yep. we were thinking at the time. Yep. And, I and, will, and in this episode, we literally previewed the Dallas Stars as being the next team up. And, oh, boy. Yeah. Before we were not ready for that. No. It got ugly. Quick. Yeah. If, if you want to listen to some 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 guys be, like, super excited, go back to not last season but the season before when we were, like, tempering our expectations in the preseason and then they started just like <laughs> killing everybody and we're like oh my gosh it's happening it's happening this is so awesome and then just only to be let down in the end how about episode 156 it was the first indication i'm getting where we really started talking about john Hines's seat getting warm yeah Episode yep. 156, uh, the Predators got crushed by the Oilers. Like, it was just really bad. And yeah. we asked the question, is Heinz's seat getting warmer? That was in November. Yep. That was November 3rd, 2022. We were on it. We were on top of it. We asked, will John Hines make it through the season in that episode? Yeah, I think I think I said he could get be gone, like, by January of that year. <laughs> Um, but he didn't. He for sure would and went to waivers. We talked about that, and luckily yeah. he cleared waivers. That's kind of crazy. I actually forgot that the that oh, yeah, for Sherwood got sent to waivers, and now all of a sudden you're really happy that you held on to Key for Sherwood because mm-hmm. a lot of people have the expectation that Key for Sherwood's gonna at the very least be on your fourth line. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's very interesting to go back and like look at that. I like him. Oh yeah. He's, Gotta love that. Going through the, just going through. Uh, so now we're into last season's episodes, and um, well, just pain. A lot of pain. <laughs> just pain. Just pain. <laughs> Pure pain. Um, good stuff though, for sure. We had the Ve- yeah. we had a lot of great guests this past year. The Vegas Fever podcast joined us to talk about the Golden yep. Knights matchup. That was a great one. Um, we, we had Aaron uh, Sims who covers the admirals as a play by play announcer. He joined us. We had our friend Kyle Pereira who does NHL scouting for the draft. He joined us. It has been really hard to get guests on lately, by the way, everyone's busy. Everyone has a lot going on. I am working my butt off to get some guests. I've actually, I don't want to mention this person yet by name because it's not completely set in stone yet. But I'm working on getting an outstanding bi-weekly guest to join us every Sweet. other week for an episode to talk about everything Preds and everything NHL that has happened um, but between the two visits. And so yeah. I cannot – I'm really hoping yeah, this guest cool. will be able to join us. I've already spoken to this person, and they're really excited about that, and they're getting their studio set up. They just uh, moved to a, new, uh, to a new place, so they're getting their studio set up. They want to make sure they're all ready and set up. Yep. But stay tuned for that. It's a really yep. awesome guest if we can pull it off. So stay My. tuned for that. And we're going to continue to work on getting more guests onto the show because we love bringing people on the show. My favorite guest, though, it's got to be Robbie Stanley. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That dude's I mean, You want to talk about busy. That dude. Oh, busy. yeah, for sure. That dude just had a new child. Yep. He does his morning radio show. Yep. Plus, he does all of his um, Nashville sports coverage. So that yep. you want to talk about someone who's busy. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But 
shout out to him. He's awesome guy. And then we go back to episode 186 that we're getting closer to where we are now. John Hines' era officially ends in Smashville. Andrew Burnett in. That was a crazy episode for sure. Facebook celebrates. Facebook got everything they wanted this year. They got rid of David Poyle and they got rid of John Hines. We'll have to go back and listen to our insane predictions for 2023. I already forgot them. Me too. We counted down our top 20 players in Predators history. That was a two-part episode. That was was a lot of fun. That was. So there you have it. That's what we've gone through over the last 100 episodes. Hopefully Hopefully we're fortunate enough to bring you 100 more. We will see how it all goes. Yep. But Rich, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. I love doing this podcast Same. with you. You're you a really good friend of mine, and I appreciate everything you do. You're mine too. And we, until the next time, we yep. will um, get. We're going to look to get one more episode in before the season opens up against Tampa Bay Lightning. Looking to get a Tampa Bay Lightning beat reporter on the show as well to get us ready for that. So stay tuned for all that. Thanks yes, everyone sir. for watching on YouTube. Hit subscribe, comment below. Please. Thank you for watching on Facebook and on X as well. Hit the follow button, comment on the show. All right, Rich, take care, man. Hope yep. you enjoy the you rest too, of man. your week, and we will see everybody later. Yep. Take care. Have a good one.